Hey, I'm Ruben from Dub. Welcome to Connection Loop, our actionable podcast about building businesses with daily human connections. Connection Loop features long form interviews with fascinating people in sales, marketing, and beyond. Enjoy today's episode and learn more about Dub at dub.com. And we are live. Hey guys, this is Ruben from Dub's podcast, Connection Loop. Today I have Ken with me, and we're going to talk about a very important topic which is getting out of the rabbit hole of fatigue. Now, this is a complex issue that happens as a result of a lot of things, and we have an expert with us. So, Ken, if you could just start with a short bio, and let's get into this. Hey, I'm, I'm Ken Newbill, the Fatigue Fixer. I've been at this for a while after dealing with my own issues for um, over the past 10 years. I am a functional nutrition practitioner and holistic health coach. Um, I also am a hair tissue mineral analysis practitioner as well. So I work very closely at the cellular level to help bring people back into balance on top of helping them work out lifestyle issues and whatnot. I'm married, been married for 20 years. Can't forget my beautiful wife. Um, definitely. I have two kids, um, six-year-old daughter and a nine-year-old boy. And that's kind of me, man, all day long. I'm working with clients um, all around the world uh, to help them uh, with this matter of fatigue. So what, what causes fatigue? What does fatigue look like? Well, it, it's caused by a lot of different things. And that's why it's very hard for doctors and most medical uh, institutions to work with people with fatigue. Because um, it could be from an underlying disease. It could be from an infection that's going on. It could be from trauma, uh, from past experiences. It could be from you know, what's going on in the gut. We all know, you know, everybody's pretty well aware of gut issues and how that can cause a lot of health issues, but it can be a myriad of things and it's complex. Um, So you have to work with someone who's willing to investigate and go deep and also go on a journey uh, with you in order to figure this out for most people. Um, Unless you're going to spend the time to read the books and do all the magic and, um, you know, basically become your own self practitioner. then this is often something that eludes many people. Even when they think they got it, they end up falling right back in the hole. Mm. And then what is, how do we know, how do we, um, how, how can we see it? What, what are the signs? What are the symptoms? Well, there's definitely levels to the game. So it could be anything from you're just, you're always looking for your keys, right? Like, I can't ever find my keys. I can't ever find my phone. That's like the low level kind of stuff Um, to I could sleep for 10 hours and it doesn't matter. I wake up exhausted no matter what I do. Or it could be I wake up feeling horrible, but then I get a little boost of energy around 11 o'clock and then I'm crashing at three. And then at 10 o'clock at night, I'm wide awake. So there's lots of different patterns for fatigue um, to move through. But ultimately, you know, without getting into, you know, the uh, all the technical garbage that typically derails people's understanding, it's just various levels of being tired. But, you know, being tired is after you have a good run or after a workout, you're like, okay, I'm a little tired. Right. But you eat and you recover when you can't recover from your exercise for a long period of time or you're bottomed out then you're likely dealing with some dealing with some level of fatigue and it's probably going to get worse and worse until you actually address it. So a lot of people try to just do this with diet 
and you know diet will help but there's other lifestyle factors that people really need to start putting in play and that's going to be unique to the individual and what stressors that they have in their life and how they manage stress um, do they have any tools in their toolbox you know to um, to deal with these things and a lot of people don't you know uh, i'm 48 and a lot of people from my generation were just taught to kind of tough it out right you just kind of suck things up you know we still come from that place where men in particular um not really allowed to talk about these kind of things you know it's not looked well upon to show any kind of weakness and things of that nature and that's what led to my, my demise i mean my, my fatigue led me into a heart attack at the age of 38. so i know there's other people out there that are on the same path who are highly driven individuals and those are the folks to really look out for your your top performers your a players uh the top 20 percent of your organization take a good strong look at those people and see how they're doing once they got there because what they did to get there, they're not going to be able to sustain, to stay there and to move up to the next position. Um, and those types of A-type personalities, hey, I'm a recovering A-type. I'm on step 11 of the 12-step of the program. Um, and a lot of other people are out there too. So these folks who are highly driven and got to win, want to win kind of folks, uh, they're high potential uh, for fatigue. Okay, so there's a couple of takeaways here. Number one, first and foremost, is that you had a heart attack at the age of 38, the young, ripe age of 38. Yeah. What what caused that? What was your lifestyle? What were you doing? I was all in, man. So I had been out of the military, I think, for about three years, four years. And I started a mortgage company when I first got out. And, um, you know... I wanted to build that company up to something great. It represented me. I had a lot of passion for what I was doing. Um, and I, I also had a very steep learning curve because I did not come from that world. So I poured everything into learning everything about mortgage-backed securities and underwriting and processing and how to build a business at the same time. And so I would go days without sleep, you know? And that's another thing is a lot of people can't sleep well. Uh, that are dealing with fatigue syndromes. And so the sleep I was getting wasn't even that great uh, in the first place. And other things that can ensue is all of a sudden, or not all of a sudden, but you just start to gradually see that even the quote unquote healthy things aren't working anymore, that you're trying to still fit in uh, because we're often delusional a little bit about that you need sleep, you need rest, you need recovery, you need downtime. You need to allow your nervous system to calm down. Uh, and without attention to these matters, the body starts to get out of whack. You start making poor decisions about your health. Um, I started gaining weight. I started drinking more. Um, I started coming down with all these little nuanced problems. I started having kidney stones, right? So three years in a row, I had a kidney stone, which is like giving birth, I heard from, 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 from a couple of doctors. And so I gave birth three years in a row. And on that fourth year, I had a heart attack. So that was kind of a lead up of stress and detriment to my body that the same day that I found out, me and my wife found out we were pregnant with our first child. That was the same day I had a heart attack. <laughs> man, that that's intense. I mean, talk about a wake up call. Yeah, man. That's a yeah. wake up call. Like a yeah, like so, on a massive level yeah. at age thirty eight. So let's get into that. Okay, so yeah. phase one, I can't find my phone. 
Okay. Mindfulness, not being aware of the situation, forgetfulness, losing your memory. You know, phase two is feeling stress, taking it out on your kids, maybe raising your voice, maybe yelling, maybe, you know, hitting your desk or getting frustrated. Uh, yeah. You know, where's the anger coming from? You don't even know why you're going from zero to 100. Right. And then, and then there's a bunch of phases in between that. And then there's kidney stones and then there's a heart attack. Yeah. And yeah, then there's, there's also one where you don't recover from it and you don't get to tell the story. Yeah, there's that one. You're like, no, you fatigued all the way to the dirt. That that one ends in, in a eulogy. <laughs> if if only we knew what he was going through. If only he spoke up. If only mm -hmm. she told me the amount of stress that she was under. So let's not get to that level. Let's get ahead of this problem and let's actually be self-aware. Let's be yeah. mindful. Let's go in so we can solve out yeah you know that's that's my model wellness is within we know we're not right right mm -hmm. but we we play the game of you know i can do more i can go harder going harder is not always the best way to do things man sometimes you need to take a step back mm -hmm. for a little bit so that you can accelerate and that's kind of hard to convince hard charging individuals in business um and you know certain professions that you might need a season to recharge, you know, to fix yourself, to get back in control, to realign your realign your body and your systems, to clean things out and to find purpose within you other than the thing you're chasing. Mm -hmm. Right. Because chase chase is directly tied to dopamine. Right. Mm -hmm. Dopamine is the chase hormone. Right. That's the hormone that we indicate a lot when like you want to find that new love in your life. Same like that hunt that comes from within us. That's that dopamine fix. And that's why people like drugs. That's why people like caffeine, uh, because they like that feeling of, of hunt that comes primarily in our bodies. But um, it comes at a cost, man. And when we don't really understand what living a life like that costs us, then you don't really see it coming. And then you want to kind of chalk it up to, I'm just getting older. Right. And mm -hmm. now you've got people in their mid 20s. I've got a client right now who's 16 years old and can barely get out of bed. She's so chronically fatigued. Wow. Wow. 16. Right. Mm -hmm. So this is a very real thing. It's a very real thing. And a lot of doctors may tell you it's not because they're just looking at blood charts and mm -hmm. urine. Tests. Oh, your numbers look good. And so meanwhile, you're walking out with you know yet another Starbucks coffee and nothing good's happening for you. It doesn't matter anymore how much caffeine you put in your body. It doesn't matter how many stimulants you take or monster drinks you shove down your throat. You're miserable, you're angry, you're confused, um, and you're starting to kind of lose the grip on things. Whether you realize it or not, other people have started to notice, by the way, that you're not as sharp as you, quite, as you used to be. You're not quite as dependable as it used to be. And so that a player that, you know, grew up their whole life kind of being the go-to gal or the go-to guy, it starts to diminish that their shine starts to tarnish, uh, if you will. Hmm. Now the cycle that I think a lot of us are in right now is the coffee, caffeine, fat, wine, sugar, not necessarily in that order. Yeah. Okay? But the grazing that we're doing as the loops that we take, you know, from our workspace to the kitchen, to the fridge, to the coffee machine, 
you know, we're all, we're all, some of us, not, I don't want to say all, but a lot of us are guilty of this. And, and I will raise my hand and say, I'm guilty of this in a lot of ways, you know, coffee in the morning after, after lemon, uh, you know, fatty, fatty foods, nothing crazy. I've really kind of mitigated that wine every once in a while, sugar, chocoholic, self-proclaimed, you know, <laughs> not going to lie about that. Dark, dark chocolate is preferred, but, you know, guide us through what we're actually trying to, to attain when we consume those chemicals and we consume those things, what is it that we're looking for? And, and we how wanna, do we find a better path? We want to get high. I'm just going to let that sit there for a minute because people need to get real about life, right? Um, all of those things get you high. They allow you to escape reality for a little bit. You're, 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 you're jumping on sugar because it's all of those things are hitting the same receptors in your brain. Right. So a lot of people think, you know, like nutrition and everything is all about your mouth, but it's really more about your brain receptors and what you're trying, what what feeling you're trying to chase. You know, why do you need to go to wine, sugar and coffee so much? What is it that you're not willing to deal with or cope with? You know, I just put a uh, post up on my personal Facebook page uh, yesterday and it went crazy. I put up um, is coffee healthy? And oh, my gosh. You got a, a, I got probably over 200 different responses in that post. And a lot of people are saying, oh, well, it's, it's healthy because I won't kill anybody if I get my coffee. Right? <laughs> <laughs> and, I, and, you know, and I laugh at that. I think it's funny, too. But, you know, 70 percent of the world drinks coffee. Um, coffee had, you know, most coffee that we're getting is not clean. It's full of, you know, toxins and whatnot. It's a heavily you know, sprayed crop in most parts of the world. Um, and we're consuming those, those, those toxins, those toxins throw off our hormones. They provide cellular junk that we have to detox. And if you don't have a well-performing cellular environment in the first place, um, you're not going to detox those things. You're going to store them in your fat cells. Right. Mm. And so, you know, so we start with the coffee, then we have the fatty lunch. Then we go, you know, we get off of work and work was so hard today. I deserve this, this cup of wine. The cup of wine turns into a half a bottle, maybe a bottle. Let's get real. Some people have issues um, and it's not just wine. It's liquor. You know, I was a heavy tequila drinker. I'm from Austin, Texas, man. Um, you know, so I could go through a bottle of Cabo a week easily. That was my version of having, you know, wine in the night. My wife would have wine and I'd have two to three fingers of, uh, of tequila at the end of the day. Mm. So, and it's not any one thing. It's the compounding factors of those things that don't allow your body to calm itself. You know, so if you're, you know, coffee, for example, one hit of coffee, which is a cup and no one's getting a cup of coffee anymore. A cup is eight ounces. So most people get us, if you get in a small, that's 12 ounces. Okay. So yeah. that's, a I mean, I, I just have one cup of coffee. <laughs> Just one cup, baby. <laughs> so, so that's a that's a pretty strong hit to the brain. Um, that's going to affect the brain for 18 hours. So then you think about the person who's having a coffee hit at two or three o'clock in the afternoon as well. And then they're complaining that they can't sleep and they wake up tired. So they need coffee to get up and get going again. It's just this vicious cycle that, you know, they can't get out of the feedback loop. Right. <laughs> Now, one of the things that that I've been trying is actually uh, intermittent fasting, and I've I've been doing it actually for about a month now. Congratulations! I, yeah, 
Well, here's the problem. I'll tell you what the problem is. First of all, I will say that I've noticed a big difference. You know, my energy levels are higher. Um, I, I've, I've lost weight. I've shed a lot of fat that I don't need. Um, I notice tone. I just notice tone more. I mean, I, I have a, I have a, a regimen as well for, for fitness and for exercise, martial arts. But at the same time, I do notice a difference. The problem is that my coffee intake has increased. You know, Ooh. I start, I start with my lemon. I get my coffee, my one cup, air quotes, and you know that kind of holds me over for a couple hours until 11, 12 when I've had my first meal. So I'm right now, for example, on that right. So okay. I've had, I've had, I've had a big, nice cup of coffee since the morning. Um, one of the other problems that I noticed that I do is that if my coffee gets cold, I have two options. Number one, it, I have three options. Number one is to microwave it. I'm not a huge microwaver. I'm not just a big fan. Uh, if we're if it were up to me, I'd have a bunker where I could go when the microwave was on. Um, number two is to top it off to heat yes. it up, which is another problem. And then number three is to toss it out. Or number four is actually to add some ice and to change the state. So that's kind of something that I'm working through. What's your take on that? How do I solve that problem? Drink some water. <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm sorry. What did you just say? Drink some water, Ruben. <laughs> what what is that? I why, why would I, I do that when I have coffee? Magic substance. It's really clear. It's what they make coffee out of without the beans. It's called water. Oh, okay, okay. I think I heard of this. Yeah. So this 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 novel concept called water is a great replacement for coffee. But when you're intermittent fasting, some people are in a state where they may not be ready to intermittent fast. For example, um, especially if you're already dealing with some level of adrenal burnout or if you're dealing with some uh, sluggish thyroid, which is also, you know, both of those contribute to fatigue. And a lot of people are just jumping into intermittent fasting and they're finding things to be a little more problematic for them. And it's because their, their oxidation state or their metabolism isn't quite ready for intermittent fasting. They just might need to do some very basic things for at least a month or two before they go into intermittent fasting so they can be more, uh, have more success without causing any possible uh, derailment or um, craziness with food. Because then what happens after you break your fast, right? So if we drink a bunch of coffee and we're trying to stave off hunger with the caffeine, and then we finally are able to eat, what are we doing when we eat, right? Are we, are we going too far? Are we binging? Is this creating a, a, a worse problem for us at the end of the day versus helping us. So a lot of people fall on the other side of the spectrum with intermittent fasting when they first start. It's not for them at that point. In fact, what they might need is a lot more smaller meals throughout the day for a while so that those systems, the thyroid and the adrenal glands are getting the nutrients uh, and they're not causing a stress. So if you're already kind of a tired person trying to go into intermittent fasting, uh, you may be causing more additional stress on your adrenals which is causing you to leak vital nutrients. It's causing you to dump uh, potassium and magnesium. And those are the things that we need to regulate not only our heart, but also our calmness, right? Mm. Got it. Now, one of the things that I have at my house is I have a, um, uh, a water filter. What is that called? Where it, it, re, it re kind of builds it. The word is escaping me right now. Um, and you a reverse osmosis? Yes, we have that. We have RO in our house. I forgot mm -hmm. that. So um, now here's a question for you. Sometimes I feel like when I'm drinking that water that it doesn't have any minerals in it. It's been just stripped away of all the goodness. 
Yeah. So sometimes I feel like when I'm drinking water, it doesn't have that healing element, you know, that I, that I used to feel when I when I drank water. Now, do you think that we should move away from? And I guess we like RO water for showers and you know for maybe cooking foods because we get the minerals from other sources, even coffee, because sure. coffee does have some positive benefits with minerals sure, and stuff yeah. like that. But my question for you is: Should we not be drinking RO water? Should we should we be getting a, a, a bottled water, which I know is RO water because if you read the back on a lot of those ones, it is. Or like even alkaline water, you know that that was a fad for a while. Is it still? What's your take on that? Yeah. So you know, water. The first and foremost thing is to realize why are we drinking water? And so you know, people say, "Oh, I want to be hydrated." Well, okay. Well, what's hydration? Because being wet and being hydrated at the cellular level are two very distinctive things, right? So you want an aqueous solution that's actually going to be able to transport nutrients into the cell. That's the key, right? So is it allowed in the cell or is it going to pool outside the cell? And so, yeah, you're wet, but did you get any electrical charge availability? So if mm -hmm. we were to think primarily for a moment here and go, you know, let's strip away cities in all of our luxuries and let's go back in time. Why did we drink water from creeks and rivers and lakes? Because it had been filtered through the earth and it contained minerals. Minerals are the charge of life. Okay. That's what helps create the electrical spark at the cellular level. Without those minerals, just kind of like a lack of reason to drink water. Mm. You know, reverse osmosis water, I'm not condemning it. I think it absolutely has a place. And if you want to get a little charge to that water, just, you know, for every 16 ounces, drop in, you know, somewhere between an eighth to a quarter teaspoon of um, Celtic sea salt. And at least you'll get some trace minerals. And that will kind of reignite that water and kind of bring it back to life for your body. Mm. And in terms of alkaline water, you know, that has to be investigated as to why are we drinking alkaline water? The body's going to turn it into whatever it wants to turn it into once it hits the stomach. Okay. So its job is to bring everything to a certain homostasis anyway. So I don't get overly charged about alkaline water necessarily unless you're using it because you already have gut issues and you don't produce a good amount of sodium bicarbonate when you eat, which then mixes with your food that creates a byproduct of hydrochloric acid uh, to churn and burn that, that food into a something that we call chyme that then moves into the small intestine. So I think there's a lot of play on words in the water world to get people to blow their money in different, different ways. But, you know, there's some efficacy to RO water. There's some efficacy to distilled water. There's efficacy to alkaline water. Just depends on how you're using it. Now, the alkaline water that I use, you know, I use, um, I've been a Kagan user for years, but I never got it for alkalinity. I just got it for the antioxidant properties, you know, mm. that, it, that it possesses. And then I could also replace a lot of cleaners because it goes to a very low pH, a high, you know, a nice acidity level where I can clean my house without chemicals. Got it. Now, this is a product that I purchased. Yeah, man. Trace mineral drops. So I started to add this to my drinking water. You and I'd love, to, I'd love to get your take on that. I mean, what I started to feel after a while of, you know, months of having it was I started to think, well, is this, what is it like to just have water, still water, just sitting there, you know, on my counter, in my cabinet? Like I would, I would never drink water like that. Like water is yeah. always, re, you know, remineralizing and, and, you know, cleaning itself and moving so that it's not stationary so that nothing can grow inside of it. So I got a little tripped out a lot on this. I, <laughs> I kind of wish it was more of like 
a sprinkle versus you know water. So I, I stopped using it because I just started to feel weird. Do you do you have a uh, do you got a take on this on this type of yeah, stuff? Yeah, man. Yeah, trace minerals are super important. So the same thing that that's the sea salt that I was telling you about. Mm -hmm. uh, it's it would do that a little more naturally. It might it'll have a better flavor because trace minerals, even you know, even from trace uh, mineral research, they've been around a long time. Very good company. They make good products, um, and I recommend them. But there's other ways to go about doing things if you want to, you know. But I think if you're gonna have quote unquote dead water, you can put some life into it for yourself. So yeah, you want to clean all the stuff out. That's great, but don't forget you're a human being and you require things. Trace, you know, trace minerals are perfect for that. Maybe squirt a little lemon in there so you get some vitamin C with those minerals and it just allows for better absorption. For sure. Nice. I think it's a smart move. Nice, man. Super, super good information here. Um, where can we learn more about you? Uh, website address, socials, give us it all. Yeah, sure. My current website's nubilahealth.com. Uh, where I'd like people to find me right now is in my Facebook group, which is called Fatigue Fixers. So if you just Search fatigue fixers on Facebook. You're going to find me. Uh, anything New Bill of Health on uh, LinkedIn, Facebook, or Instagram. That's me. I'm the only New Bill of Health out there. Um, and you feel free to connect with me, man. I'm always trying to post positive things uh, because I know that healing uh, fatigue is not easy because most people don't think they're sick, right? Mm -hmm. And they don't. They won't treat themselves like they're sick, so they will remain sick, and they will be get, they will get sicker and sicker until they actually step up to the fact that they're not well, and they need to do some serious change and do some work uh, to pull themselves, you know, back into a high state of vibrancy. So good, man. So valuable. I'm gonna go. Uh, I'm gonna go have some water with some lemon with some minerals in it. <laughs> I'm gonna clean it. Clean up my act on the uh, over coffee consumption. Um, Ken, I really appreciate the time, man. This was super man, helpful. I appreciate being here, Ruben. It's nice to see you, man. I appreciate what you're doing out here for us, uh, for us entrepreneurs. This is a great, great time. And thanks for having me. Yeah. Thanks so much. Stick around for some notes. You bet. You bet. <laughs>